Upload day for episode 299 coming at you right now would be Tuesday, September 27th. Three, two, first four minutes, Donna shares a story with you that's going to make you ask many questions, including who, what, when, why, and how. How being the biggest of the three for me. Drive through. You understand what that means. You, you drive through. You do not get out of your car. For convenience, among other things, like at a fast food restaurant or a place where you get your oil changed. In the story that Donna will share, she finds herself in the oil bay playing the role of a pit tech. I couldn't make this up. I add a song to the Hype Song playlist for this episode number 299 from an artist who is new to the Hype Song playlist. He joins us to break down this particular song. And through the years, I admit that I've been a little hard on this guy. And we salute Mike Mims, the Mims family, and Cherokee Casket Company in Griffin, Georgia. One of the last remaining companies in the world. The Bill Caskets for children. They built 19 for the young souls who were killed in Uvalde, Texas at the school shooting May 24th. Casket was donated by Cherokee to each of the families who lost a child. I had the honor, privilege of spending two days at Cherokee Children's Caskets in Griffin who were just awarded the first ever Community Service Award by the Griffin, Georgia Police Department. And you know from past episodes, I'm not deputized, I'm not, I'm not an officer, but as Chief Yates would tell you, I'm as close to being a Leo as you can be without actually becoming one. Yeah, that's it. Somebody hit the big red button. We got a lot to get to. Episode 299. This is Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome. To my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family and friends. Conversations about current events and pop culture and music plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Have you ever had something where like you, well, I know the answer to this with you because it happened with your wisdom teeth. Okay. Something small happens like in the back of your mind, you're like, that's probably not good, but you kind of put it off because maybe you don't have time to deal with it, can't afford to deal with it, don't want it, don't want to deal with it. And it just becomes a much bigger issue. My front left tire, I'm always having to put air in it. It's not good because, you know, sometimes I leave work late at night and I'm like, ugh. and it'll be like, it's supposed to be on 31 and it'll be on like 22, 23, but I will have put air in it the day before. Maybe it's time to get a new tire. Again, you put things off and you're like, you know, so you know the little thing that that covers the um, the other little thing on your tire that keeps the air from leaking out? Yeah, the, the cap. Yes. So I don't have one of those on this particular tire. And so I've been convinced that this is what's causing all of my air just to leak out into the air. If you recall from a very, very early podcast, and I want to say on record that Keith Rockdale Bone is ready, was ready and com- remains ready to invest in my endeavor. I wanted to do the air club, if you all remember. Okay. And it was the club where you pay like five ninety nine a month. You pay for something that's free. It's not free though. Like if a you quick trip it is. Okay, but in certain places it's free. But then you can go and you can fill up your tire as much as you want. This would be very handy for me right now. Okay. 
Because most of the little air machines don't take change. And then you have to put your credit card in. You have to swipe it three, four times. And they're like, oh, that didn't work. And then you change it, turn it the other way with the swipe. And meanwhile, you look later. Yeah, about nine charges. Yeah, they charged you nine times for air that you never even got. Because then when you go to push the air button, guess what happens? There's no air. They're out of air. How do you get out of air? Harvest some from outside. How do you know there's out of air? Because just nothing comes out. It's like, it's like what again? I've never had that sound. I've never, I've never heard that. So anyway, that's been going on. So today I pulled in, I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a tire. I'm going to take care of this. So I pulled into the tire place and I said, Hey, could you put, well, like it's a gas, like the full service. No, it's like a, the place where they change your oil, but then they've also do tires. So I pulled into the oil bay because I thought I'm not committing to the tire yet. And there was this adorable little fella. And he came out and I said, listen, I don't need an oil change. I don't need that air filter that y'all bring out from closet 14. I just need some air in my left front tire. And he's like, well, pull right on in. I mean, and he had been sitting on this little lounge chair, probably playing like, waiting on you. yeah, playing like Animal Crossing, Wordle. just waiting for me to show up. Some friendly woman. So here I come in and he's like, he puts the air in with this like, high speed machine it like i watched it on my little dashboard it went from 23 to 32 in like no time and i said do you think that i have a nail or something so he says well let me check this out so he looks at it and then he goes you ready for this i'm not can you back up a little because he wanted the tire to spin so i backed up a little he goes that's too much okay i go forward he's like too much i go backwards too much (coughs) i go forward i'm like okay I just said, but there's no too much or too little because aren't you checking the tire the whole way around like to look for a nail? Should I get out and do this? And so you ready for what happens next? I'm I'm not. He says, okay, let's do that. I've never driven one of these cars. I'm not even kidding. I've never driven one of these. So I get out. Where is he driving? You're just rolling up a little bit and rolling back, right? Exactly. It's not like you're going to have you some sangria somewhere. Look at the shoes I'm wearing. Look how cute I look today. Yes. So I get out. Charlotte told me I had on a midriff shirt today. So I get out. And so then I have to get on the ground in my wedge heel. Where are you? I'm bes- I'm at the tire oil place over in like Forsyth area. Okay. Yeah, near the sl- slam dunk car wash. Oh. So I get out and he gets in. And I said to him, I'm not going to fall. You know how th- I'm deathly afraid of that hole in the middle of like the place where you change your oil. Where they go down to, 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 to pump it. Yeah. Pump it out and pump it in. As, as equally as afraid as I am of, of the car wash bar coming down on me. And I'm like, am I going to fall through the floor? I'm getting ready to land this plane. And he's like, well, I sure hope not. I'm not kidding. He is sitting in my car. So I said, do not go forward and run over me. He's like, no, I'm going to. Hang on. He says, so I'm going to go backwards a little bit. If Keith Rockdale Bone is listening to this, he works on cars. He's like, Lord Jesus. Okay. So he goes backwards. So I am now on all fours looking at my tire. Okay. And I said to him, I said, do you think because I don't have the thing, the little cap on the little thing, that that's where all the air is going? All the stem. He said, I don't think that would make the air go out that quick. So now we're working in concert together, me and him. Okay. All of a sudden, this big fella comes roaring out of that. It's not really an office. It's that mini office that they sort of sit in. He comes roaring out. And he goes, ma'am, you're not supposed to be out of your car. I was, I was wondering. I said, well, we've switched roles. He comes over, opens my door. And manhandles this little boy and says, Joss, get out of her car right now. It was like me and Joss had been caught by our daddy fooling around or something. Because we're both, I'm like standing. But you're not brother and sister. We're not even together in okay. any type of sense. Right. I'm standing there in my midriff and my stacked heels. It was just the most bizarre thing. 
And Joss proceeds to tell him that we're trying to find to see if there's a nail in the tire. He said, that's your job, Joss. That's not the customer's Hello, job. Oh, yeah. He said, I am so sorry, ma'am. I am so sorry. Get back in your car. He looked at my tire. He said, I don't see anything. So old Joss had moved out into the outdoors to help you know how they help you come out of the bay. So I pulled out of there and I rolled down my window and I gave that little boy $10 and I said, listen, I am so sorry. I hope I did not get you fired. And he's like, well, I hope so too. And then when I drove off, I thought, what in the hell? Why am I apologizing to Joss? Paying. Why are you paying him? When he is the one who, I was kidding, who took the bait and jumped in my car. Right, but you, you didn't have to allow that to happen either. Right? You didn't have to switch roles with the kid. I don't know, but when I, when I turned left onto 141, I just thought. You have a headache? No, but I thought to myself. I, I do now. I thought to myself, self, there is genuinely no one like you in this world, and I don't at this moment know if that's a good or bad thing. Did the, did the manager, the big guy, say anything to you? Did he Was there an exit interview? or He just apologized profusely, and I didn't go into it. Did he give because, you a card? No. He was mean as hell when he came out. Ma'am, what are you what, doing? But, customers, but, but, this way says customers are not allowed out of their in, car in the, and in the bay. In the, you're in the bay, yeah. I mean, that's a, there's in signs a hazardous. There's in signs a stacked heel. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh-huh. Joss's friend was down in the down part. I'm not 100% sure they won't run a game on me to try to see up my midriff. Swear to God. It was the deadliest school shooting since Sandy Hook in 2012. Before May 24th, most Americans had never heard of the small town. Population 15,217. Uvalde is located in the Texas Hill Country. 80 miles west of downtown San Antonio, 54 miles east of the Mexico-U.S. border. There's a company based in Griffin, Georgia, which is about 45, 50 miles south of Hartsfield and all of downtown Atlanta. And they're one of the last remaining companies in the world to produce just children's caskets. And when Mike Mims, who is the CEO of Cherokee Casket Company, heard about the school shooting in Uvalde, and it was 19 young souls, Donna, 19 students, and two teachers lost their lives back in May. He shipped 19 caskets to Uvalde, Texas, in a matter of about three days. There were 17 employees at Cherokee Casket and Griffin, and they worked around the clock to make, because they, they do everything on site, from, from uh, sawing the wood to sanding the wood to uh, personalizing each casket as best they can with color and um God, I don't want to say trinkets, but but different, you know, they can accent each casket. To personalize it. Yes. There's a gentleman that lives in, outside of Uvalde, where he lives in Texas, who is a, a distributor for Cherokee Casket Company. And his name is Trey Gainham. And what Trey does is he, he, he even takes a personalization of a casket to a whole other level. And he used to do this for adults. Believe it or not, there are adults that, that want to be buried in a casket that looks like a their, their, their hunting stand or... Um, I mean, some of the caskets he's done for adults are amazing. 
few years ago, he shifted into doing just children's caskets after he had a conversation with Mike Mims at Cherokee. And what Trey then did with these 19 caskets for these kids that, 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 that were murdered at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, what he did to these caskets is, um, you, you can't even describe it, it's beyond words. He went and met with each family of the 19 kids that were killed to learn about their hobbies, their likes. And then he took the notes from each meeting. This is over the course of about another three days. And then he created a casket unique to each young child. Uh, one is Superman. One is TikTok. One's a, an old-timey Cadillac. One is uh, a dinosaur. You've seen the pictures. They're, they're, uh, yeah. they're, they're beyond words. I work a lot with the Griffin, Georgia Police Department. We, we joke about, you know, I'm in charge of the take-back prescription drug medication drop box in front of the, the headquarters. I have a great relationship with these the men and women of the Griffin PD. And I was talking one afternoon when this happened uh, on my radio show about Mike Mims and Cherokee Casket and what they had done, donating 19 caskets paid for, you know, to have them shipped and trucked down there and, and charged the families nothing. I was talking about it on the radio show. And uh, Chief Michael Yates, who was the chief of the Griffin PD, was listening. Well, they had been looking. They'd been wanting to find a Griffin business to award the first ever community service award in tandem with the golf tournament that they do every year. Well, all of this was this past weekend. So Chief calls me at home uh, that afternoon after I spoke about Cherokee Casket, and he said, but listen, I think we, we, we found our deserving business in Griffin who, who deserves a community service award. There was not, never a conversation, never a vote by anybody else. It was always going to be Cherokee Casket Company. The award ceremony was at a dinner the night before the golf tournament this past Friday night. And I had um, produced a 10-minute movie about Mike Mims and about the company and about what they did. Um, Cherokee Casket was started back in the 40s, 1940s, by a woman. Listen to this. Her name is Miss Sarah Betts, B-E-T-T-S. Miss Betts lived in Barnesville, Georgia, which is uh, almost middle Georgia, almost towards Macon. And she would make children's caskets in the basement of her home. What, what, what do you think mm. triggers someone? Not triggers, but what do you think causes someone to say, you know what? I think I'm going to, rather than do what back in the 40s? What did you do back in the 40s past time? What did y'all do, Donna, back in the 40s? You're so funny. Did y'all play bridge? What did y'all do? You're funny. What do you do? Seriously, what are you doing to pass time? And then, and then it comes into your, your mind, your psyche. You know what? I'm going to grab a hammer and some lumber and some nails. Well, I'm wondering if maybe she had a personal connection that we don't know about. Like, you know, did something happen in her family or to a friend and they weren't able to get, you know, a, a casket that fit? I don't know. That that seems like it was a calling. I don't know that you just step down into your basement and say, I'm going to start doing this. This story overwhelms me. You've done such a beautiful job with it from start to finish with the video and working with the people. And um, there is no, there is, you know, I'm sure there are more deserving. There is plenty of deserving companies, but they are certainly very deserving. Um, I can't imagine doing this work because, you know, in the video that you produce, there's the woman doing the um, the batting, like the interior of the um, of the casket of the casket, and you know you can't have bad days at work because this is honoring someone's life and not just anyone, a child. Um, and it just every time I watch that video, I just 
it really affects me um, because they were children. They were innocent children. And how incredible for this company that I'm sure has other things to do business-wise to set all of that aside and to not just do this, but to work with this artist tray and to truly personalize these caskets. Um, and I know everybody had, you know, it's, it's interesting because everyone has a different feel for like, you know, I've had people say to me like, you know, who, we, we talked the other day about the queen and how she planned her, you know, funeral and everything down to every detail. And I've had people say like, I don't really care what kind of casket I have because I'm not going to be there long. I'm headed up, or, you know, heading on my way. But I think if it was your child, you would feel so differently because you just feel like it's almost that vessel in a weird way yeah. that's taken them straight to God. I spent about two days there at the facility and visiting with the people to, to prepare this video. There's, uh, they, they ship about 30 out a day. Most of them go to Hartsfield, which is about uh, you know, 40 minutes from, from Griffin. And then they, you know, they have great relationships with all the airlines, and they, they literally roll up to the back door, and they drop the caskets, and then they're, they're shipped and flown you know, around the world to, to funeral homes and funeral directors. And, uh, but it must be done. Everything must be done very efficiently and very quickly because someone's, someone's died, and their way to, a child has died, and they're waiting on this casket to proceed with burial. Um, as far as the emotion, Mike Mims told me on several occasions when visiting with him, um, and his, his mother and father bought the company from his bets back in 84, I think. Um, and he said to me, here's the difference. Here's why I'm able to do this. Otherwise I couldn't, I don't know the story. All we do is get an order and they now have licensing agreements with precious moments. They have licensing agreements with Realtree. They have licensing agreements with, you know, the, 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 the fabric and your casket can now be camo pink or, or green from uh, real, real tree. I think it is, mm -hmm. is that the it? outdoor company. Yeah. They have, they have licensing agreements with uh, like, I think even like Disney. Um, they don't know the story. And Mike said, that's why this particular project, the 19 caskets for the, the kids in Uvalde, Texas was more challenging is because they knew the story. They knew where these caskets were going. They knew what had happened, but the employees worked around the clock for 24, 36 hours. They did not leave the building huge facility in Griffin. They didn't leave because the clock was ticking and they knew they had to get these caskets on a truck, a uh, three hour, uh, uh, like a, a 70 hour drive to, you know, in a truck to from, from Griffin, Georgia to Uvalde, Texas. They had to account for stops for gas. They had to account for, you know, the drivers getting rest. They had, there were so many, there, there was a lot of math that went into this because it was a quick turn. But Mike told me on several occasions, I, I, there's no way I could have done this as a, as a career. But I, I'm able because we don't know the story. He is a preacher. Mike Mims went to seminary school. He went to uh, SMU. Also went to Troy in Alabama. Um, and in the first day I met him, we were talking, and, and he said to me, I, I would be a, a priest right now if it weren't for the vow of celibacy. Mm. And I said, Mike Mims, you're my man. That's a tough one to get you're around. Yeah, that, but he was honest with himself. That's a honest tough with one God. to get around. Listen, I'm sorry. I can't. Well, I, I appreciate that. I can't come serve you because I, 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 like, uh, I like to lay with people. I like to lay down, brush people's hair. Here is uh, just, uh, we'll do about 60 seconds of the beginning of the video. Kind of sets it all up. What we make, a casket is basically a box. Uh, but if you think about over time, over years, the great ark, uh, the covenant uh, was put in a box. Uh, when you have jewelry, a wife or a hope chest is put in a box, or you have jewelry, you put it in a jewelry box. 
Well, a casket is something special and it should be special uh, for unfortunately you're laying to rest uh, in the final resting place of a beautiful child. And we want to make sure that that box is adorned with wonderful things that represent that child with personalization, whatever we can possibly do to make it more than just a box, but also uh, pleasing for the last time that they see that precious little one. Say that what you do now, in a way, is a form of ministry. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of things in life that you do is more than just standing behind a pulpit and uh, expounding God's word. But uh, the important thing is, is that ministry takes place on a daily basis. Uh, the people you come in contact with and uh, touching other people's lives and having their lives touch you. So that's one of the wonderful things about being in a small community. You know a lot of people. You know who they are. And uh, you know when they're hurting and, uh, and when things are good too. So you pat them on the back when they get a promotion, but also comfort them and give them a hug when they lost a loved one. Cherokee Casket Company to uh, Mike Mims and the Mims family. His son Jason is 40, just turned 40, and he works every day with his wife. Do you think his wife, I asked her this at the dinner, she was there, I met her for the first time at the dinner. And I said, you know, growing up, did you, was your, was your, did you always want to grow up and work, work in a, a, a company that produced children's caskets? You know, like what do you dream of when you're a little girl? You want to be what? A princess? You want to be a teacher, whatever. And she said, uh, no, this is this was not my plan. You may have not thought that that's what you want to do, but if you have a calling for service, service takes um, many different forms. Our motto is excellence without exception. As soon as we walk in and last hour and last minute that we spend here, we want to make sure that we have a, the best quality casket that we can manufacture for our children. That is the audio from a video that went viral of a sorority at Troy, Alabama, uh, Troy University in, in, in Troy, Alabama, after the Appalachian game. We talked about the Appalachian-Troy game two episodes ago when Luke Combs was on game day because he's an app graduate. And, and the final call, Hail Mary, fourth and ten seconds to go, and Appalachian's down by two. They throw Hail Mary, catch it, receiver runs into the end zone, Appalachian State wins. That was video filmed as these girls, this gaggle of sorority gals, was watching the game, and they had no idea. They thought that... that, that Troy had won the game. And then suddenly you hear the, 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 the change, the tone change. And it's because they realized, I don't think, I think their boyfriends probably pointed it out to them. That what are you trying to say here? Troy D didn't win. Uh, well, listen, uh, if you, you, Donna, I, I'm sure get sick and tired of people telling you a woman that you don't like sports. Uh, yeah. Here is a story in the news about a 21 year old student in Utah was arrested uh, this uh, Monday after this weekend after she threatened to detonate a nuclear reactor that is located on campus if the Utes lost to San Diego State. She's going to detonate a nuclear reactor. She was arrested. She remains in jail. I mean, what kind of messed up world are we living in when you, you get arrested just for supporting your, your local college, favorite college football team? Well, the, okay, there's that. And then who decided to put a nuclear yeah. reactor on, on a campus, college, on college campus. campus in Utah? Here is a police chief, Jason Hinojosa. It would be impossible to detonate the reactor on campus. This one is unique because it's never been a threat to the reactor. Even if they're completely incapable of carrying out the threat, or if the threat is made but an attempt is not, it, it's still the same charge. I think it is a good message to be careful and, and uh, yeah. think before you post. 
Good advice there, Chief. Thank you. Meredith Miller is her name. She's 21, now faces one count of threat of terrorism, which is a second-degree felony. And what was she so angry about? Well, she was wanting to win. what she was wanting. Well, did they win? I, I, I don't know. We'll have to, you know. End of the episode. I'll tell you what. The Utes is who I'm looking. Yeah, but, but we'll save it for the end of the episode. We'll, okay. have some, we'll have some closure to the story. Coming up at the end of this episode, Cadillac Jack, my second act. Every episode, full episodes, are now posted on the Cadillac Jack, Go Caddy, Jack, and Donna Jack. YouTube channel. Entire episodes are posted at midnight on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You know, if your podcast destination for this podcast is Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, wherever you go, they're posted at midnight, Tuesday and Thursday. Well, YouTube, bam, they're there as well on Tuesday and Thursday at midnight because we, we, we learned not too long ago that, that YouTube, people, people consume podcasts more now on YouTube than any other platform, which I find fascinating. Somebody sent me an email and said, no more videos because the, the first one was pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. You know, I went in and I put some you know, pictures and video to, to, to complement the commentary that we were having. The problem with that is it took about eight hours to upload mm. the episode because there were so many different effects and so many different things going on. So, no, you get a, you get like a, uh, what do they call them? Like a, a, an intro slide with the episode title and our logo. And <laughs> then it goes to a black screen for however long the episode runs. And then you get like a, an out slide with credits and things like that. That's it. That's all you're going to get. I, I, I just don't have time. That was, Wait, G- that was Gina that wanted to know. Waiting, waiting on a, a, something to upload eight hours. No, I don't have that kind of time. <coughs> or so, bandwidth. No, or bandwidth. Clearly. I mean, I had to, I was blowing out wedding photos, days, videos on our wedding day, Donna, to, to get this thing uploaded because I felt like I was under the gun and the clock was ticking to get it done. I'm not, I'm not feeling that pressure anymore. I'm not doing it. But the videos are, are, the episodes are still there. Full episodes. Every Tuesday and Thursday now, you can check them out on YouTube. And I want to thank some new subscribers. Get out my mirror, Donna. Oh, I love it. Your magic mirror. Here we go. Uh, new subscribers to the Cadillac and Donna Jack YouTube channel include uh, Susan Cox, Stephanie Richardson, Rebecca Hank, Doug Wallace, Juanita Clark, Jennifer Harp Thomas, Marta Matthews, Melanie Johnson, Justin Culberson, John Montgomery Carla, B-U-I-C-E. Bice. Thank you. And Beth Rucker. Okay. John Montgomery is my uncle. That's, that's Uncle John. U- uncle Jay. Uncle Jay, yeah. And then Justin Culberson, I know him from He's like- from up in Rome, I believe. Yeah. Softball and baseball stuff. Works Coca-Cola. Um, okay. What about me? I'm on there. Well, you subscribe, but you're, you're a host. So oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I, I expect that Hans Appen is also in this, this list. But Hans Get is our out. executive producer, and I would expect that the executive producer of the podcast would, would join the YouTube channel. Oh, so but are these new subscribe, people? Right? Yeah, these are new, new people. Subscribers. So Hans just subscribed, huh? Uh, maybe I'm maybe a couple of weeks behind, but sometime pretty recently. How about that? Okay, wonderful. Sub- subscribe, subscribe is the keyword when you're talking to YouTube. You know, we have these buzzwords, all the different platforms and things we ask you to do. Buzzword for YouTube: subscribe and like. With me now, Donna. After you finish yawning, subscribe, subscribe and, and like. like. Are you listening right now? One more time. One, two, three. Subscribe, subscribe and, and like. like the Cadillac Jack YouTube channel. There's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for Donna. You know, Donna is getting ready for Halloween. She loves to decorate. She's probably got like those fall mums out. And you know what it's a good time to do? It's time to do your porch. I'm thinking about this. The other day, I was like, I have got to get that Cadillac Jack out on the front porch. I've been in there in years. With a broom to get that big old spider web down. Although I might, leave it could, up for Halloween. that's what I'm thinking. I might could use that for Halloween. And Thanksgiving. It works for Thanksgiving and Christmas too. Just leave it up. Well, people don't want to walk through a spider web to get to their Turkey. I but anyway, want, I don't want people walking up here anyway. So that works perfectly. It works beautifully for everybody. I don't like visitors. So everybody just, yeah. Have you ever listened to like, some of the things the you say? I, all the time I do. All the time. Like if you heard yourself talking, would you want to be friends with you or hang out Probably with you? Probably not, but I, I don't have any. So, I mean, I'm, okay. I'm, it's, all right. it's okay. Fine. Okay. Anyway. So, 
it's time to get your rockers on your porch. It's time to get like new cushions. Donna's got some of those great outdoor cushions that you can use. There are rockers for days. And you, you can't start putting all this nice stuff on your porch and have dusty, crusty furniture that nobody wants to sit on. So, um, or that you're going to fall out of. Yes, or your dogs have sat on and, ugh, you know, just horrible. So it's time to do that. So don't forget that Gallery, as much as they can help you with the inside of your house for all the holidays that are coming up, they're also have some great stuff for the outside. Um, those rockers, we've talked about them before. They're Hinkle rockers. They do not fall apart. They're incredibly sturdy. They're not very expensive. Um, and you're going to have them for life. So go up there and check it out. And you'll see them just lined up outside of the um, outside of the um, warehouse. And as you drive down Brownsbridge Road, you're like, dang, I need to get these. So... Yeah, it's time. And uh, lots of different colors, including George Bulldog Red. Love that. Big seller last year. If you have a George Bulldog fan that uh, you just want a gift, just because gift, or if you want to go ahead and, and hide it for Christmas or holidays, uh, buy now at Gallery Furniture because they went quick. They went fast last year. Uh, she's always going to have great inventory, these Hinkle Rockers. All American, all, you know, all American made Hinkle Rockers, but the George Bulldog Red and George Bulldog Black. And last year, they even had like the official insignia. Yes, which is super nice. The university on them. Uh, they go, they go. So get up there to 1600 Brownsburg Road, Gainesville. Yeah. And if you have one of those husbands or wives, it goes both ways that does not like to shop at all. Um, you don't, this is not going to take time. You can literally pull into the parking lot, pull right up front, tell Donnie you want two of those Call rockers. Ahead and tell him you're coming, just toot your horn. Seriously, you want two of those rockers, put your credit card or your cash out the window, and she'll load them into your car and you're back on your way. And honestly, like your husband may be asleep and he's like, where are we been? You're like, well, you missed the um, you missed the Bojangles. We just went through the drive-through. Uh, damn, I love Bojo. And then he gets out of the car later. And he's like, Helen, where'd we get these two damn rockers on top of the car? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so there's just ways to get around this. If you ever need tips like this, just call me because I got a million of them. But anyways, um, it is time. It is time to get your outside looking as refreshed as your inside. And do not forget that Gallery can help you with that. Also, same location for over forty years. A small family, a small business, family-owned small business. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna on uh, Instagram. Great follow. That's where you can see the latest stuff. They got three, four, five trucks rolling in every single week with inventory, uh, furniture for your home, whatever room it may be. Recliners are lined up like jets at Hartsfield, waiting to get on that fifth runway. Box springs, mattresses, they got it all. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. We are grateful for the support of Gallery Furniture. This podcast, since episode one, season one, episode one, that's uh, S1E1. Also to Brightmore Healthcare, to Delta. When you fly Atlanta's hometown airline, Delta, get relaxed, get buckled in, and then check out all three seasons of the Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, Hype Song Playlists. There's a playlist for each season of this podcast. Diverse playlists, uh, each episode, we're getting ready to do it for this one right now. Each episode of this podcast, we each bring in a song that we have uh, been enjoying. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's something we just rediscovered. There's a story behind it. Maybe it's something, it's always something we think that you'll enjoy. And when you fly Delta, check out the three Hype Song playlists. And now, nearly 300 episodes of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. When you're seated safely and comfortably, just engage in the infotainment system on Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. Episode 300 hits next Thursday. Yeah, and I just got back from a trip with Charlotte, which I will break down on Thursday. I got to tell you about our Harry Styles adventure um, but I did listen to the playlist because music calms me when I'm flying so um, this is if, if you're like that or even if you aren't even if you're just like a calm flyer you're always looking for something to listen to and this is a great any of those three playlists are great to listen to music is our primary classification for Apple podcasts there are 43,000 podcasts that have the music classification 
in the Apple Podcast Library. Thanks to you. We land in the top 100 every week. Top 100 out of 43,000. And 14 in Australia. 14 in Australia. And we're thankful for that. As we uh, get underway now, add two songs to the Spotify Hypes on playlist. You're going with a uh, country boy from Arkansas, Don. Justin Moore. I love this little Justin Moore. I, I really love this song. I like Justin Moore. I've always been a fan of his, but I love this song. And um, what is that? What are you doing? That's part of the music. That's our royalty for music. Oh, okay. Um, it's a woman with a woman you love. What do you think I was connecting to somebody? I thought we were calling Justin Moore. No, I was like, okay, good. We're going to like harmonize. You talk all night by five acres and a farmhouse and paint it bright white. With a woman you love, you get home at a decent hour. Don't need to look no more, cause you finally found her. No forever, just ain't long enough. With a woman you love. That's pretty damn good. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. It's good. That's good. It's fantastic. I love that. You're going to talk all night? You're going to come home early? Mm-hmm. Used to be. The the first um, verse says he was, a cold, he was a cold beer drinker down at Joe's place. This is my favorite part. A corner pocket sinker at a pedal down pace. You know what that means? Well, was, I know that's, that's a shot. The first line is a shot in a, a pool game. Yeah, exactly. He was sinking a pool. He was sinking pools. Another man's early was my getting home late. Fast as a whiskey shot, and everything. I never listened to the words of this song. Everything changed. If you got a woman you love, you're going to come home. You're not going to be driving around all over town. So that's what Justin's doing. If he can get his little feet to reach the pedals. Yeah, five, five, five. Bless his heart. Five, six. That's the kind of man you just want to put in your little pocket. Where was I? Oh, it was Joanna Cotton. Joanna Cotton was in town about uh, about a week ago. Joanna Cotton uh, toured for years with Eric Church and is on every album, uh, the last 80% of every album. You've seen her on every She's award a show. huge Arkansas. Well, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with this. I asked her, we're leaving breakfast. Uh, we, I bet we visited probably three and a half hours. And uh, she was coming through town going to, uh, to, to to North Carolina from where she lives at 30A in Florida. And she reached out a couple of days before and she said, hey, let's uh, like see you. And so we, 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 we met for breakfast. But she has a that car. I asked her, I said, do you still have your Arkansas red? What was that car she had? Oh, the Razorback Mobile. The, the, yes, it's the color. The Arkansas's color. Just a bright. Well, I'm colorblind, but I know that's Arkansas's color. And Donna, we're standing in front of the hotel at Avalon. Get ready to go her separate ways. I'm coming home. She's going to North Carolina. And she does the, uh, she calls the pigs. She calls, Sue? In front, yes, in front uh-huh. of the Hotel Avalon. No like way. One o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Why did you not record this? Because I was not expecting Joanna Cotton to do the, to call the hogs on a Wednesday at one outside the Hotel at Avalon. Okay. How about you? What you got? I'm going to add a song from, I, I don't, I don't believe we have uh, any of his music on any of the three seasons. I've been kind of hard on this guy through the years. I saw him two weeks ago. He was in town to do a concert that I hosted. And uh, spent the afternoon with him, and, and and spent some quality time with him, and it was away from all the BS and 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 distractions and things like that. He's from Georgia. Uh, his wife and kids came a little later in the day, but that afternoon we were spending some time. Um, I had never listened. I said with Justin Moore, I never listened to the words to that song I, for whatever reason. I'm not a word person when it comes to music. I listen to the actual the music, the instruments. The uh, I'm not a word person when it comes to music. I'm a, funny, I'm ironic. I'm a word it's person so in life. Crazy. I write for a living. I know. I'd never listened to the words of this Brantley Gilbert song called When Hell of an Amen until that afternoon, that evening when he played it. The next day he's on the radio show and I ask him to speak to that song that he wrote. Very personal experience. There are two different people that are highlighted in the song When Hell of an Amen. I named Jonathan Lutons and uh, a fellow named Corey Potts. Jonathan Lutons was uh, the war buddy, one of my best friends coming up and uh, I never shook hands with the man. 
I've met his family. I, I felt like I knew him because, you know, one of my best friends from, from home, every time he came home, you know, I'm hearing these stories about this dude. Lost his life in Kirkuk City, Iraq. Preacher said he died too young. Over there, told that gun. That's a hell of a The second verse is about a, a guy named Corey Potts, who is one of my close friends. A little cancer can't bring me. Passed away way too young. That all-American guy, man. If you met anybody to say anything negative about it, it's like you knew you didn't want to know that person. One hell of an amen from Riley Gilbert. That's good. Your personal, personal song that you wrote. I'm going to add that one to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist. I like that. I think it's the first BG uh, we've ever had. I do, too. Big props to Cole Swindell. An early add to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist was Heads Carolina, Tales California. Remember the episode we talked about callback songs? And that is one of those songs uh, to Jody Messina's hit, Heads Carolina, Tales California, from back in the 90s. Have you heard from her yet? I have not heard from Jody. I'm, okay. I still remain pissed about that. She has time to record commercials for the local no home security system yeah. uh, company, but uh, can't give radio a call. Thank you, Jody. Coldplay, Billy not Bob's. Coldplay. He played Billy Bob's in Dallas Friday, tried to sneak Charlotte in, didn't work. Yeah, well, she's 16. Yeah. This is the third single for Cole that has been a multi-week chart topper following Single Saturday Night and the Laney Wilson collab, Never Say Never. Uh, the uh, Heads Carolina, Tales California callback song, She Had Me at Heads Carolina, took just 12 weeks to get to number one. That is about one-third of the time. It takes a song from even the most established artist, like a Chesney or a uh, what would uh, probably easier for me to do examples of those that would not fall into that category, like Lady Antebellum, you know, a Chesney hit or a, you know, Tim McGraw or a superstar of country music. It, it takes three times that long for any song to get to the top of the chart. Cole Swindell did it with that song in 12 short weeks. We've talked about before how he's kind of an, under, he's been an underdog in the industry. So super talented. And I just never felt like, you know, he was, he was, um, Luke's merch manager, Luke Bryan. Yeah. Brian Panty's on the road. And just never felt like he had completely gotten his due. I feel like this song has broken him out. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really good about it. And uh, we'll wrap our commitment to music since we are classified as music podcast by Apple podcasts. Faith Hill turns 55 this week. Well, their youngest daughter, Audrey, where's Audrey? Where she live now? She's 20. She lives in New York. Okay. She found some unearthed from the vault. One, this has to be one of the first interviews her mom, you know, her mom ever did when she signed a record deal and posted it on social media with a very, very nice, happy birthday mom uh, type message. It's probably super Southern. And Listen to this. Listen to this. I love McDonald's and I love Wendy's and I love Frosties and chocolate. and it, I love all that junk food. Potato chips and dip, I eat them all the time. But I guarantee you, a year from now, I'll be saying salads are my favorite. I don't think it took a year for Faith Hill to, to change her tune and say. They got to hold her. Say, yeah, salads are my favorite. Yeah. Put, down the, put down the Doritos and things. I, it, it made me think of a story. She was, a, by this point, pretty established because she was singing the national anthem of the Super Bowl. 90, I forgot what year it was, but it was at, the old, it was at the old George Dome. I'd only gotten, I'd been in Atlanta only two years. And Faith invited me down to, um, to the George Dome. I went there for the Super Bowl, but like the day prior. Uh, we're in her suite. I took a big old bag of Doritos. I took snacks because I told her that. That was kind of my shtick. I said, you know, I'll bring the snacks, Faith. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. But I did. I stopped like it. 
you know, Kroger all the way there, Wayfield Foods or somewhere, and and and, and bought like a, you know Doritos and pretzels and dip and things like that. And there's a photo somewhere. There's still a pic I see it every now and then. I of, think we've got it. If I can find it, we'll include it. Of uh, Faith Hill and I, we have our feet propped up on her. You know, they gave her a suite for singing the national anthem. Our feet are propped up on her coffee table there in her suite, and we've each got a bag of junk food. And- the most important thing is that I want to be happy with what I do. I'm just a, a country girl that happens to sing. I mean, I can't even tell you how excited I am. It just doesn't feel real yet, you know? I mean, this was days after her record deal was signed. I think she's still in Star, Mississippi. I love it. On her mama's back porch, rocking in a... A, a rocking chair and, 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 and a hangle rocker, of course, and gallery furniture and, and, and the crews that are filming this video. Well, Tim posted something really sweet, you know, about her birthday and everything. And I, I like them. I've, I've said before, people have always just rumored and rumored and rumored about the two of them and those girls. And you know what? I think they're just like everybody else. I think they've had tremendous highs and tremendous lows. And when you're married that long, you have it. And when you're raising three very different kids, you have that. And um, I, I, I think that um, I think they're a good couple. I do. This podcast remains free. It's our hope that it can remain that way. It's free because of the generous support of our partners like T-Mobile. T-Mobile, home internet, internet freedom. Free yourself from internet BS, reliable internet, 50 bucks a month. Guests of the My Second Night Podcast, state properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. The brands you know, depend on, and trust. Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. You are a business traveler, and your days are busy, hectic, and chaotic. You are a road warrior, under pressure every day to get things done, to get things closed. You demand technology and a business center, Wi-Fi that's free and fast. You must be able to plug in and power up. You are a business traveler, and there's no time to waste. At your hotel, you need to be getting things done or getting rest. At properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, you can do both. When your day is done, you want to relax, unwind, and feel at ease. Mingle with other guests in the bright contemporary lobby. Take a swim, hit the gym, or enjoy the cozy outdoor fire pit and barbecue grills. Three great brands, one trusted team. Paramount Hospitality Management. I'm Cadillac Jack. And when I stay at a Paramount property, I'm not a guest. I'm treated like family. And you will be too. The Paramount Footprint includes properties in Baton Rouge, Raleigh, North Carolina, Knoxville, downtown Atlanta, three Noonan properties, Carrollton, and LaGrange, Georgia. Earlier in the episode, we were talking about the college student in Utah who threatened to detonate a nuclear bomb that is housed on campus at this college uh, if, if they didn't beat San Diego State University. Uh, you have some... Well, I don't uh, know update. that it's a bomb that's on the campus, but it's a reactor. Well, well that's basically, is that not a bomb? Come on, I a nuclear, so, a nuclear yeah. bomb is what that is. Do you think that, that she needed to go to all this trouble? What do you think I'm going to say? Uh, whether or not the, the Utes beat San Diego State, yeah. I'm going to say that San Diego State lost. They did, yeah. 35 to 7. So yeah. now she's just Quite sitting good. in jail with probably like a federal offense. And boy, is her mama pissed. I think she just got a hold of a bad edible or something. Don't forget the third episode of this podcast, Cadillac Jack, my second act now, is out and available every Saturday evening, 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Cadillac Jack YouTube channel. And it's where we, we often do updates and corrections, a lot of corrections with this podcast <laughs> on Saturdays. and. Kind of give updates, and it's not a full episode normally, but uh, it's, it's new content and a whole lot of fun. Check it out. The third episode every week on the Cadillac and Donna Jack YouTube channel. Audio for this episode from Cole Swindell, Warner Records, Nashville, Justin Moore, Big Machine Label Group, Brantley Gilbert, Big Machine Label Group, the University of Utah Utes Public Information Office, and Audrey Hill McGraw on Instagram. So much to talk about in the next episode about our little trip. Yes, to and, uh, Texas. You guys went to see Harry Styles in yes, Austin. Yes, and we've got to go over whether you hit your list of, you know, feeding Zippy. You know, we talked about, we didn't talk about it on the podcast before I left, 
No, there were many conversations away from the podcast. But um, Zippy, my little Zippy requires um, a yogurt every other day. So, you know, he eats his um, Activia. He survived, didn't he? He, he? When you walked in the house, he was alive, right? He looked, so he, all he of the animals. Out his yogurt. All of the animals looked a little shell-shocked. But everybody's here, Donna. Everybody's breathing. Some are missing limbs, but uh, but everybody survived. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Subscribe to The Letter. It's our e-newsletter, a component of the podcast. Fun four-minute read delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 910. Text left on red. No uh, spaces. Red is the color. R-E-D. Left on red to the number 22828. 22828 to subscribe. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Dingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the App and Podcast Network. Look forward to the next episode, Thursday, September 29th, episode 300 of Cadillac Jack, my second act. <laughs> <laughs>